be with what's going on as unmediated as you can, as directly as you can, very intimately know it. All you're going to find is just this direct experiencing consciousness or awareness, radiant presence or whatever you want to call it, the knowing of it. And it's actually nothing more than that. It doesn't fit into any sort of system of language or anything that we have. It doesn't fit into anything the mind can come up with, any fantasy, any semantic system, any intellectualization or logical thought. To human thought, it's totally illogical. Human um, logic and rationality is, is actually madness, as it turns out. But we've just convinced ourselves that it is the state of affairs, that it is true. It seems we have two things. We have context and content, or you could say experiencing and experience. And when you delve into this equation of context, content, you find that context and content are one and the same. There's always this background of experiencing and the foreground of the play of experiences, but they're inseparable you realise that there isn't someone to awaken because there isn't someone in the first place. It's all indefinable, all inconceivable. You, you can't put it into words, really. You can't put anything into words. Not just the self with a capital S or reality, but the manifestations of that you can't put into words. You're listening to a non-duality podcast. This is Nick Hyam from nisagayoga.com and with me is Paul Dobson. So the sense of me, the separate entity, is equal to any other content in awareness. That someone who is an apparent entity is simply an object or simply a piece of content like a mug is. Like what we consider to be a mug, we can't really say what it actually is. If you investigate into the nature of the mug, you don't find a mug. What you find is indescribable and you don't find it to be separate from what you are. You don't find anything. In a way, you find yourself as the mug. You find yourself as any of these apparent objects. Mm. So Nick can wake up just as much as a mug can wake up. But the truth of Nick and the truth of the mug are this wakefulness. And this wakefulness is already here. This wakefulness isn't something that you can attain. It's, in a way, you could say it's revealed to itself. And it's not even revealed to itself because there aren't two things. There isn't the nature of self and the self. There's only this wakefulness. There's only this wakefulness or this enlightenment that is both the context and the content yeah so you could say that what seems to happen in awakening not that it's an event or not that it's personal not that it can be something that can be attained but what seems to happen is that you're no longer fixated or you could say awareness experiencing is no longer fixated on its experiences on its objects those are seen to be part and parcel just inseparable from the background yeah so the best thing you can do to start with really is just drop all of that and just see where you are. Just drop everything you've ever learned and just assume it's all completely made up nonsense and then see where you are then. And then you can begin to honestly investigate 
this as it is, as it really is, not through an overlay, not through an interpretation, not through some sort of filtered glasses, but just nakedly unmediated. Yeah, and that is what you could call sanity. Whereas insanity is this tug of war of desire and fear, not enough, too much, grasping, aversion, lack, resistance. It's this kind of perpetual toing and throwing and this experience of a kind of contraction in the middle of that tug of war that becomes who you are. Like I am this kind of contracted, limited, deficient, resistive, conflictive self at odds with the rest of this infinite universe. So that's insanity. Insanity mm. is that there is something out there to complete me or there is something here that I must fight. You don't have to become sane. It's just that your nature is sanity. Your nature is that wholeness, inherent equanimity. Like there's no resistance and there's nothing lacking. Shifting focus to that existing natural way of life that you are. That's exactly it. So you're there, you're here already. The only the only issue is you want you think it should maybe look a certain way or feel a certain way. You're always gonna compare where you are to where that is. And that's a never ending carrot on a stick situation because it's actually here and it's the thing that knows anything's happening whatsoever. It's the none thing that allows any experience to arise whatsoever. It's the knowingness, isn't it? It's mm. that knowingness. It's that existing wakefulness. And you could also call that I. It's I. It's the true I that already is here. Yeah. Which is not separate from anything else. It's just the direct perceiving. And that direct perception is completely intimate with everything. It is everything. <laughs> What is your current situation right now? Like before you add anything to it whatsoever, you're there. Don't go anywhere. Don't go any further than that. It's, it's already here. Just don't add anything. Just do absolute direct, closer than close with it. Before you've got any idea about being a person, being sensing something, listening to something, just directly with, you could say, the energy of this nowness that you are you are the nowness you know you are thisness yeah it's like asking what's the right practice or the right meditation to be awake to what's here to what is but when are you not awake to what is in a sense when are you not meditating yeah in a way life is meditation you are the one meditator and every experience is your object of meditation and you create those objects through your meditation. The object of meditation and you, the one meditator, are not two. So you're never not aware. Even if you have the experience of being an ego, contracted, deluded, feeling isolated and separate in a state of desire and fear, what is that wakeful fact that appreciates those experiences? It's you. So in order to have those experiences and to identify as such, there first needs to be this ground of pure receptivity. And it turns out not to just be the ground, but also this dynamic like 
essence of every experience, but not a materialistic essence like the essence of, of the ocean is water because it's no thing. It has no substance, really. It's all there is. Great thing about that is, is you can't possibly lose it, though, can you? Because no. if it was something you could hold in any way whatsoever, you could lose it. There's a chance you could lose it because it's ungraspable in every sense. It's the only thing actually happening that is, you know, is reality itself. We're getting like as close as we can with words, but any word you say is, is just like, well, it's not quite, but try not to take the words to heart. It's, it's never the words. It's the fact that you know there's any words. It's a cognizance because you can hear this conversation. You can hear the words. In, in a way, the words aren't important. The fact that you can hear anything, the fact that you can feel anything, the fact um, without those labels is the important thing. And then you realise that reality is screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> in, in every possible way. There's nothing like I can bang on anything. I can look at anything. And it's it. Because it can't possibly not be. It's telling, it's trying to shout at you. It's shouting at you saying, look at me. Mm. <laughs> you are me. Look. You're saying that to yourself, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're never asleep and you're never separate. If you were asleep, then you'd be having no experience. Yeah. But the fact that any experience is possible, doesn't that show that there is this effortless experiencing always happening and always mirroring itself in the 10,000 things? It's like wherever you go, there you are. And whatever you perceive, well, you are that. You, you are the perceived because without the capacity of perception, Nothing can be perceived. Without the infinite capacity of awareness, you can't be aware of anything. So the things that you are aware of are made of nothing but awareness. So you were never asleep. You don't have to wake up. You don't even have to wake up to the fact that you are already awake. There's nothing that you need to do. There's only to be this infinite wakefulness. And... If you want to inquire into that, then you can only really do that now. And so right now, what's asleep here? What's, what's limited here? What's dead here? There's only aliveness. If you investigate anything, all you find is aliveness. If you try looking for something asleep, then all you find is wakefulness in that search, in that knowing even if you find something that seems asleep, then it's your awakefulness that is awake to that. Even if you find something that seems to be dead or inert, again, delve into that dead or inert thing and you only find seeing, sensing, smelling, tasting, hearing, knowing, which are all just different ways to describe this knowingness. Completely alive, completely awake, completely open. It's often referred to as uh, the backward step, isn't it? Yeah. It's like going out the back door because mind's sucked in by the appearances and wants to create stories about them. And it can get infinitely complex. It's a complexifier. Yet that's heading in the wrong direction. You want to go the opposite to that, which is simplify, simplify. And then once you've simplified, get more simple with it. More and more simple. Because what you are is simplicity itself. 
it's completely empty of ideas about itself it just is it's just is and so it's just about being because it's all there is so you can go into anything and it's it's the fact i can touch any of my surroundings and it's i'm with the fact as intimately as i can be i don't need to go into some idea of consciousness or awareness to be with that if you're looking for awareness as something in particular, then you're going to be, you're never going to find it because it's all that is. It's, it's literally this moment. It's hearing, seeing, touching, tasting. It's what you, it's what the mind makes up as apparent objects. It's everything because they can't possibly be separated from awareness, any of it. It's the fact you know any of that's arising whatsoever. You don't need to give it any word. If you can just be with this without using any words, or ideas or reference points or memories or anything whatsoever then it slowly starts to unravel itself it's like almost like the blooming of a flower or something it's like reality being with itself it enjoys itself it enjoys being within that juice doesn't it like mm. that power that unraveling that sort of letting go is already the nature of things so nothing need be done to make that letting go happen like to make that so like you don't have to try and let go of anything but you can see that the release of experiences happens by itself spontaneously it's like everything is created and in a way uncreated at once and that just seems to be the natural state of things it's like our experiences appear and disappear by themselves. You are that holding, you are that experiencing that holds every experience, but you don't just hold every experience, you also let go of every experience. Nothing sticks to you as the experiencing fact, whatever you want to call it, awareness, consciousness, or just this, as that you hold and you release automatically. That's just built into your nature. Nothing can stick around because nothing can be described. Absolutely. If you were able to really describe and really, really say what something is, then that something would, would last, wouldn't it? Yes. But since you can't define anything ultimately and everything is indescribable, then because of that fact, everything just dissolves like waves falling back into the ocean. You can't capture a wave and say, this is going to be like this forever because as soon as it arises it falls back into its entirety and that's the same with everything because there's no way to define anything no it's like a cloud everything's like a cloud it's like a puff of smoke it's like a cloud it's like it's like sand falling through going through your fingertips it's it's disappearing upon arising so there's never an arising point where it reaches full it's now arisen and now it's falling away it's like no it's the arising is the, the dissolving. <laughs> so that's like, so it's quite obvious those words no longer make sense <laughs> um, because it's constantly dissolving. It's constantly arising. So it's, and therefore you're constantly liberated. There's only liberation. There's only, uh, there's literally only liberation. It's just, just notice it. There isn't someone to be liberated. There's just this state of liberation. There's no one to be awake. There's just a state of a wakefulness yeah what an incredible situation that we can trick ourselves or whatever we, we are can trick itself into 
thinking it's trapped. And all there is is liberation. All there is is complete and utter freedom in every possible sense. As such, you can't really call it liberation because there's nothing apart from life. There's nothing else but life. So there's nothing to liberate itself from other than itself. So why would it do that? Nothing is a problem to life. Everything is life, even a headache, even anxiety, even the experience of loss or some of the unwanted fear-based experience is made of nothing but experiencing and experiencing is what you are. Experiencing is that one I, that impersonal I, you could say, that reality. So reality has no problem with anything that it realises. Reality is always realising itself through duality, this perception of illusory duality, and as such doesn't have a problem with any, anything that it realises because it's only ever realising itself as reality into these seemingly separate forms. Reality doesn't need to escape from anything that it realises. Reality doesn't need to free itself from anything that it realises. It doesn't need to liberate itself from itself. We've taken this to be a snake. And really, it's just an innocent old rope. Mm. It never was a snake. The rope is the reality. Stories are starting to believe that the rope is a snake. It's like, come back to the rope. What's the rope? And if it's burnt rope, then it's so fragile. Yeah, it may look like a piece of regular rope, but just agitate that rope, that burnt rope a little bit. It just disintegrates. Yeah. Not only is it a snake, if it's not a snake... It's not a rope either. It's a, it's, a, it's a rope that dissolves. Exactly. It's just like the basic isness of reality that has no form, that can't be defined. That's it. It's not that this isn't real. This is as real as, as is possible. This is as real as it gets. But what real is, is not what we thought it to be. That's all. Oh, maybe these objects should disappear into the ether or something. It's like, no. I mean, how would you expect it to look? Because it's reality itself. It's not like it suddenly disappears into dream wisps. It's just that the objects aren't what they seem to be because they're not objects. They are this direct cognizance, this direct isness that we've called objects and we call it this and we call it that and blah, blah, blah. Well, including yourself, including what you take yourself to be. Yeah. Like, it, it's quite easy to inquire into an object and unlabel it to see past the label, see past the concept, see past the word ascribed to the object. But it's also possible to see past labels that seem to be put on yourself and seem to limit you, seem to contract you. It's quite easy to disidentify how do you know yourself and just inquire into how you know yourself. I know myself as this little centre of somatic tension the sense behind the eyes of looking out well inquire into that and you don't find anything limited you just find aliveness which is infinity you find the same aliveness behind the eyes as you do in an apparently external object vibrating at a different frequency because it can't be possibly separated and because it's all just this direct experiencing whatever that is you can go over inwards, go outwards, and it's actually, there is no in or out, so it doesn't make a difference. You end up at the same place. And you find the same non-substance. 
it's the most dependable, essential capacity. But it never becomes anything permanent. It never becomes absolute. It's the pure absolute. But in another way, its expressions or your expressions never become absolute because they're never limited. Like the expression of a mug is not absolutely a mug. It's only relatively a mug. So reality as the mug never stays as a mug. Not really. That's easy to see because the, the mug breaks, falls into thousands of pieces and the mug is no longer there. It was revealed to only be a concept that passes. And it's the same with yourself. So who were you five minutes ago? Maybe what's revealed to you in asking that question is a sort of biography or a history in relation to context and possessions and just a sense of who you are. But you can never really capture who you were five minutes ago because that self-contraction, that apparently limited sense, gradually unwinds itself automatically. And you could say that consciousness sort of returns back to its natural condition because you can't say who you were five minutes ago or even a minute ago or even a second ago. So that contraction automatically unwinds, yet we're looking in spiritual systems for the right practice to unwind or disidentify, to unlabel who you are so you can find your entirety, so you can be who you truly are. But that's already happening. You are what you already are, what you truly are. And whatever you take yourself to be, automatically unfolds and decontracts, relaxes into your infinite body. Yeah. There's no person there. It's just a constant flux. It's a flow of lifeblood, of life energy. Just like this direct experiencing that seems to ex experience this unnameable flow. And then someone has drawn a box around you and gone, we'll label this, this, this one Phil, this, this inconceivable flow of reality Phil. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. see if right now, if you can actually find this seemingly substantial thing you call yourself like you don't you only find that flow you only find that ecstatic dance of being and it's not that beingness streams through the body it's that the body streams through beingness often beingness or aliveness or consciousness is described as something there's some kind of stream that passes through the body and animates it and identifies with the body well no there is no body there's only con sort of different configurations of that streaming. The body, mind, streams through that permanency. Yeah, that's kind of um, getting closer to the point, isn't it? You can mm. kind of, humans tend to put the uh, cart before the horse and then doing it that, and what you've just done is put obviously the, the horse before the cart where it's meant to be and then <laughs> take it even further and realise there's no horse and no cart. There's nothing flowing through anything. It's just one appearance of, I can't think of an appropriate word, really. All forms, all relative forms are that one truth. Yeah. Seemingly expressed in infinite ways, but always just the one truth, the one absolute. Even if you feel stuck in something, it's still totally neutral. It's it just, it seems to have power to it, but it doesn't because it's always held within this complete, like you call home, or just total freedom. And all you have to... I mean, you can either exit the situation or you can just glimpse the fact you're already home. It's total allowance. It's absolute allowance. No one even allowing. It's the allowance. It's the only allowance. When people say they're allowing something, that's what they're, they're tapping into is that main allowance.